Hey everybody, today on Rado Runs Through, it's time for some more crowd sorcery. We're going to be running through some of the most exciting crowdfunding campaigns that end before the next episode airs on March 8th. But before I get to suggesting, you know, I can get on sort of a roll out there, I'm going to send it over to the man himself, Rado, Richard, the Rodfather, whatever you like to call him. Uh, he's going to give his quick two cents on some of the games that we've already covered on the channel. So let's send it over to him and see what he's up to. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Okay, hey everybody, and hey Alex. And one of the nice things about having a uh, partner on this is, with Alex doing all the hard work of editing, I can get out and about. Like, uh, maybe filming some of this while we're walking the pooch. There's Daisy right over there. Anyway, so, what do I got? I've got five games to talk about that are ending in the next couple weeks. All of these have been covered on the channel, so there'll be links for this and everything we're talking about today down in the show notes. Uh, for, for starters, ending on February 24th, there is Set a Watch, Forsaken Isles, and Doomed Run. Okay. And uh, basically, this is a game I covered many years ago when it was originally on Kickstarter. But the interesting thing is, I did a very, very short little roundup video. Uh, Shay has done a much more in-depth run-through of one of the previous set of watch videos now, and you can go check out his uh, demonstration of just how deep this game goes. And oh my gosh, is it fantastic, especially if you're a solo player. A group of adventurers have to survive multiple nights uh, fighting off waves of bad guys. One of the heroes is always the one to set the watch and keep the campfire burning while the other ones fight, and that's their chance to recuperate and basically almost play a completely different game. And I've always thought it was sharp and now you've got the uh, forsaken isles which adds new heroes and monsters and all kinds of stuff and doomed run which adds a kind of a little mini campaign mode the game looks better than ever and like i said it ends its run on february 24th after that we've got tentrix which ends on march 2nd and oh my goodness folks if you want to see the most dramatic run through that has ever appeared on the rotto runs through channel in over a decade definitely watch the preview where shay was joined by paula deming and the two of them had a great run-through of this uh, lovely little Tetris in a board game format with a lot of really cool special powers that uh, make for huge, amazing, dramatic turns. And uh, yeah, it's got to be one of the most fun to watch and drama drama-filled twist-and-turns run-throughs you've ever seen for a game that looks very, very sharp if you're looking for a really interactive take on um, Tetris-style board game gameplay. Ten tricks ending on March 2nd. Then there is... Where are you, pup? Well, I gotta go walk over this way. I lost track of Daisy. Anyway, uh, next up, there is Search for the Lost Species. This also ends on March 2nd. Ruel did a run-through for this. This is actually a sequel to Search for Planet X. Uh, same designers, same publisher, uh, but very, very cool new ideas brought into this logical deduction game. And you definitely want to check out this run-through. For my money, I think this game is superior to Planet X. Where are you, Daisy? Um, and to show it, Ruel did a run-through, and he was joined by one of the designers. So you get to see the thinking behind 
behind the game while actually playing the game. Uh, definitely, I think it's the first time that has ever happened in, again, 10 years of filming that I've had a designer on to help with the run-through. And uh, again, if you like logical deduction, if you thought Planet X was something, you got to check out Search for Lost Species, ending on March 2nd. Then we've got um, Alinthia. This one also ends on March 2nd. Big day in crowdfunding terms. Shaded a run-through for this. And this is a fantasy. You could play it cooperatively or competitively. Shay's run-through was cooperative. That's pretty much how I would have filmed it, too. Because when played cooperatively, this kind of has a, what if, um, instead of fighting viruses in pandemic, we were fighting dragons that were ravaging the land and spreading like weeds and, you know, just having outbreaks of dragons everywhere. And, you know, imagine the viruses actively seeking you out and trying to kill you with dragon fire. And that's what you get with Olynthia. Um, but what really makes the game stand out for me. Imagine a pandemic-style cooperative experience where simultaneous play is the norm. I loved this in um, Spirit Island, and I've seen very, very few cooperative games do it. And I'm hoping that based on how well Alinthia does it, and you can watch it just within the first 10 minutes, you can see how simultaneous play is really opening up the possibility space in a co-op. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out Alinthia for that. Plus, it also seems like it has a very well-considered competitive mode. Um, um, or you can just play solo, too. But anyway, uh, it's Olynthia. It ends on March 2nd. And finally, there is Homeworld Fleet Command ending on March 5th. And this is a very big, uh, you know, dudes on a map, although in this case it's spaceships on a map, uh, tactical skirmish game, uh, you know, in the in the lines of a Memoir 44 or, or a War of the Rings style game, but set in the monstrously popular, well-loved video game series that uh, goes back like, what, 20 years or something like that? Kimberly showed off how it worked and it looks like it works really well. I remember playing Homeworld back in the day and this kind of, you know, uh, ticks some nostalgia boxes for me. Um, one thing to bear in mind though, folks, uh, if you are watching the preview that Kimberly did. She was playing with a prototype. A lot of people commented saying, hey, there's no trays like in Star Wars Armada. I need trays for all my little ships. Don't worry. Go check out the Kickstarter page. There are trays for all your little ships that are almost the size of cubes, um, you know, which again is true to the homeworld spirit. Such a huge, big game. There's Daisy catching up with me. Um, and it ends on March. Oh, another reason to go check out that Kickstarter page. There were some really diehard fans of the video game that were asking very specific questions about what about this faction and this lore and whatnot and the developers got into the comments on YouTube and demonstrated just how deep their knowledge and love for the game goes too so I think Homeworld is in good hands with Homeworld Fleet Command that ends on March 5th and that's it for me those are what you can find on the channel but I think Alex has a few more games to talk about so I'll throw it back to him go for it Alex all right, thanks for the intro and thanks Daisy for being so cute. Let's just jump right into it. The first game that we're gonna be talking about today is Andromeda's Edge. It is a project that is on GameFound and it's ending on February 23rd, which uh, according to my calculations is tomorrow. So you definitely wanna gonna, gonna wanna pay attention to this one. Uh, Andromeda's Edge is a massive sci-fi game with some next level production. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You will play as these sort of asymmetric civilizations vying for control over resources and technology in this Andromeda's Edge universe. Uh, the art looks amazing. Obviously, the minis are absolutely next level. They And they look like they have this kind of modular element to them, which seems really, really cool. 
Uh, of course, the deluxe edition is absolutely stunning as well. So, just from a visual standpoint, definitely worth checking out. As far as the gameplay goes, Andromeda's Edge looks like a veritable buffet of ideas, if you will. Uh, it's really a worker placement game, I think, at its core, but it's got a lot of elements of area control, engine building, hand management, all kinds of different stuff built in there, as well as some classic dice combat thrown in just to, you know, spice things up. Uh, I've heard it being compared a lot to Dwellings of Eldervale, you know, which makes sense because it's by the same designer, Luke Laurie. Uh, he's also worked on some games like Cryo and Whistle Mountain, but I think he's probably best known for these big, epic games. Either way, I'd say that the you know general consensus about this one is that it improves upon the shortcomings of that previous game. So I always love when a designer gets a chance to you know improve upon a system or a concept that they've visited before. So I think that Andromeda's Edge can only really benefit from that and uh you know for that reason I'm, I'm super excited about it um to me i think if if i had to describe andromeda's edge with just one word the word would be epic right this campaign takes board game production itself to the next level you know it also seems though that it has it really has the substance to back it up i I feel like that's not super easy to find these days, so I'm really excited to, to see how this one nets out. Anyways, though, if you're looking for uh, an epic sci-fi adventure that's just as strategic as it is beautiful, and that will sort of let you live out all of your Star Wars, Star Trek, Stargate, Star whatever fantasies, then might I suggest Andromeda's Edge. And... You know, if you're really interested in this game, like I mentioned before, you better get on it. The campaign ends tomorrow, February 23rd at noon. So make sure you get your finances in order because it's going to be gone before you know it. Anyway, speaking of sci-fi adventures in space, let's talk about the next game. It's Pulp Invasion X3, the spaceship expansion, coming in, uh, ending on Kickstarter on February 26th. So... Pulp Invasion X3 is actually the third and final expansion to the original Pulp Invasion. It's mostly it's a mostly solo push your luck bag building game where you'll be playing as a retro astronaut trying to stop the nefarious cosmic hegemony before it's too late. Uh, now, I say this one is mostly solo because it technically does include a two-player PvP version that I think that's in the first expansion pack, uh, but but generally I would say this game is known for its solo mode, so keep that in mind. Um, the gameplay itself seems pretty straightforward, definitely still strategic enough to keep your brain busy, but uh, you know I think that's kind of tough to do with a game that says it plays in 30 minutes or less. But I definitely think there is is a strategic depth to this one. If you've played the original Pulp Invasion. You you might know, you probably know that it's you know, it's said to be notoriously tough to beat. But this X3 expansion, it sort of it adds in two new twists. There it adds in this idea of spaceships and uh the bridge crew that you might have on your ship. Uh, those expansion elements, they promise to make the whole game a bit more friendly for the captain themselves. So hopefully you'll get a chance to finally beat Pulp Invasion for the first time, maybe. At the end of the day, it though, you know, it is still a push-your-luck game. 
right? Uh, you're always going to be drawing cubes blindly from a bag, which kind of, you know, reminds me of like something like Clank or, or Quacks of Kledenberg or something like that. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I feel like I always like to have a little bit of extra help in a solo game like this, so I'm all for it. I think, you know, this new expansion seems like it is a great addition because there hasn't really been uh, an update to the scaling of Pulp Invasion as it's gained the expansion. So I think this this expansion will really start to balance things out a little bit, which will be nice. Uh, I think it is also really cool. It features more of that licensed uh, sort of pulp artwork from the 30s, 40s, 50s, etc. I just think that is a super cool aesthetic. I know I didn't mention it before, but... I, uh, not a lot of games are using that. I think it's really fantastic, and I'm really surprised it hasn't been used more in board games. So uh, that aesthetic, it's really kind of leaning into that, and I think that's great. And then obviously, you know, in the campaign, you've got the option to get that whole box set. So even if you don't have the base game or the first two expansions, you know, you can make the pledge and get all four in this nice little, you know, cool-looking box and everything. So... Uh, you know, if it sounds like something you're interested in, you can check out the previous campaigns and then you can, you know, uh, tap into those as well. So, you know, if you're looking for a quality expansion for an exciting and tense solo game with even more of that iconic pulp sci-fi artwork that it's known for, then might I suggest Pulp Invasion X3. And uh, like I mentioned before, this campaign ends on Sunday, February the 26th, so don't miss out on it. There must be something in the air this time of year because uh, the next project we're going to be talking about is Scrap, which is on GameFound and it's ending on February 28th, but it is our third sci-fi adventure in a row. But luckily this one's a little bit less about space and a little bit more about some cool sentient robots. Uh, in Scrap, you're going to be playing as one of six, I believe, asymmetric robot factions competing with each other to conquer the planet and gather precious data to discover the secret to your sentience, which I think as a theme is really, really cool. First off, I'll say that I love the whole aesthetic of the game. I think, you know, they've done a fantastic job with all of the artwork. Uh, the different factions and and all the pieces that come with them, I think, you know, they definitely give off these StarCraft or League of Legends kind of vibe. So it's, it's really cool to see that type of sort of video game style used in the tabletop space. Um, I think from a mechanics standpoint, the game seems really interesting too. It... It has this really cool sort of action planning system where you've got a card, you're playing cards in a queue, so you have to be planning ahead when you are, um, you know, playing these cards out of your hand so that you can make sure that you can have efficient turns down the line, which I think is is always nice to be planning a few steps ahead. It's a mechanic that I enjoy, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's also a combat system that uh, they they describe it as using cinematic-style bidding, which I'm not 100% sure what that entails, but I do love a good auction. I love the challenge of sort of trying to decide how much everything is worth to you and to your opponent. So uh, I think to apply that to combat seems really interesting. Uh, I've only seen that done maybe a handful of places, so I, I, I think that I'm, I'm really interesting to see, interested to see how that mechanic sort of plays out there. Um, 
I'll I'll say about this one, you know, I always love to check out projects and and in, investigate sort of these projects by newer designers and by indie publishers and even though Scrap seems as a whole to be pretty ambitious, I would say, a pretty ambitious project overall, um I think it really has looks like it has the potential to be able to deliver on all of its promises. So, I think that is sort of few and far between with these new uh some of these new board game projects so definitely interested in scrap for that reason i think also you know asymmetry is kind of all the rage these days uh i think there's going to be some more that we talked about that have asymmetric factions as well um each of these factions seem like you know based on their descriptions they play totally differently so there's there's it feels like there's plenty of meat on the bone, you know, when with regards to replayability, which is always a big factor for me and whether I back a game or not. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a solid sci-fi 3X game with really cool art that rewards players who know how to think ahead, but also know when to kind of push their luck, then might I suggest Scrap. And, you know, if you want a piece of this Scrap, uh, the campaign will be open on GameFound, like I mentioned before, uh, on the till the last day of February, Tuesday the 28th, so get on it. All right, the next one we're going to be talking about is Stone Saga, which is, again, going to be ending on the 28th of February on Kickstarter this time. Uh, you know, we've been talking too much about space in these last couple games, so let's throw it all the way back to the Ice Age and talk about Stone Saga. Uh, Stone Saga is a prehistoric survival challenge game that comes in the form of this heavy cooperative campaign, uh, which... Uh, is a genre that has been explored recently, but I still think is kind of severely underutilized. So immediately I'm interested in what this campaign is all about. In the game, you're going to play over several generations of this prehistoric people group, uh, legacy style, of course, and you're going to be fighting to survive in an environment that's constantly changing based on in-game events, but also based on the player's decisions. You know, I, I've been playing uh, these sort of storytelling games recently, and so I love a good persistent environment that where all your decisions matter. Uh, overall, I would say the gameplay seems like it is pretty straightforward. You're going to be exploring the valley, discovering new items to build better technology so that you can survive the harsh landscape and, and sort of these unpredictable events that happen in it. I always think it is cool, like I mentioned before, when, when, when games make your decisions persistent and, and you have consequences for your actions, uh, and when you get to see the, uh, the consequences of your actions over multiple sessions, I just really feel like that gives everything, every decision that you make gives it a little bit more weight, and I love, I love games like that. So Stone Saga seems like it, it really captures that essence. So I'm really excited to, to check that out. Uh, one of the things that is really interesting about Stone Saga from a mechanic standpoint is this sort of crafting system that they're introducing. So it reminds me of, uh, you know, something in, in video games. It's been in video games for years, like Minecraft or something like that, right? You have to, to you take items and you build, you get recipes so that you can combine those items into other more useful items, right? I think, you know, it's been around in video games for years, but it is, um, I feel like I haven't really seen it much in board games. So I'm excited to see how it translates to the tabletop. Um, and then from another thing that sort of caught my eye about this campaign is, 
is that they say that it has been designed for drop-in, drop-out play, which means that you can still have a robust experience even if you don't get everybody in your friend group or your game group to show up every week, which I think... For me, that that's a huge green flag for me because these sort of legacy games, the biggest thing that keeps me from backing them or getting into them is just the uncertainty about having a consistent game group or having a group of people that are interested in playing this game over and over again. So just to know that each camp episode of the campaign seems like it can be it can be standalone in its own right or you know you can play it as part of a larger story or you can sub people in or play with less people each round i feel like that is gonna really benefit the the playability and the accessibility of this game so i'm really looking forward to that and i think that lowers really lowers the barrier to entry especially for people like me so, you know, I've been playing a lot of games like Robinson Crusoe lately, and like I mentioned before, also sort of these narrative-driven games like Destinies. Uh, Stone Saga seems like a great mix of kind of those two sort of, you know, brutal cooperative, but also this campaign with, you know, where your decisions actually really matter. So I think if you're looking for this epic survival campaign with some really cool new mechanics... Uh, some awesome art, and a persistent world where every decision counts, then might I suggest Stone Saga. And even though you can hopefully survive to the end of the game, unfortunately the campaign's not going to survive forever. So if you want a piece of Stone Saga, then make sure to check it out before the 28th of February. Alright, next on the list, we've talked about some of the heavier games today. We've talked about some heavier games today, but you are going to need some filler games to play in between rounds of those heavy games, right? So, I'm going to direct you now to this cool 4 for 1 Kickstarter that ends on March 2nd from BoardGameTables.com slash AllPlay, which they're changing their name to. Really love the rebrand, very smart. I love it. I'm a big fan. Uh, but we, you know, you, you're going to need some of those smaller filler games that have a play time of 30 minutes or less to, you know, clear your head in between sessions of Stone Saga, for example. So uh, what the the this all play Kickstarter is talking about four different games. We've got Chomp. We've got Sale, we've got Couture, and we've got Mindspace. All four of those. So let me just talk about a little bit about each one individually. Uh, Chomp is a card-laying, drafting game. You're trying to complete objectives with the best dinos. You know, it kind of reminds me of a mix of Point Salad and Draftosaurus. So, uh, and they say that it's part of their One Minute to Teach line, along with sort of games like Mountain Goats or Dandelions or things like that. So, you know it's going to be really easy to play with gamers of all experience levels, which I'm always a fan of. The next up is Sale, which is a cooperative trick-taking game, a la The Crew, for example, but it is strictly two-player, which is an area where The Crew never really explored. So, I think that's really interesting, it just kind of having that back and forth. It almost feels like the mind or something like that. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of trick-taking games. I'm from the Midwest originally, so... Uh, you know, we've always been playing Euchre my whole life, uh, so this one definitely has me really intrigued. Uh, the next one is Couture, which, first off, I'll say about this one, I love the art, I love the theme of this one. As someone who went to design school, 
I really don't think this fashion design theme is explored enough, so I'm super excited to to kind of, you know, see how it plays out. I really love the attention to detail and the croquis that they used and all the different arts that they used in the game. So I think that's great. Uh, you know, the game itself also has some simultaneous reveal auction stuff happening in it. I'm not 100% sure about uh, how that actually goes, but it seems like it could be really similar to a game like Modern Art, for example, and which I love. So I'm... I'm definitely stoked to check this one out. Love the theme. Love a good auction game. So uh, Couture definitely has my interest. And and lastly, the last game is Mindspace. So Mindspace, it's a polyomino roll and write game. So immediately that makes me think of something like Silver and Gold or I guess like Cartographers or something. Um, but the, the theme and the art actually are kind of giving me mind management vibes, uh, which, is, which is really cool. I think that's, uh, you know, it... It leans into that sort of cerebral space a little bit. Um, and, you know, you're collecting different sort of these emotions and things like that. So uh, I'm really excited to, to check that out. You know, I, I love both of those genres uh, smashed together. And the game itself seems pretty simple, but, uh, but really exciting. So definitely excited about Mindspace as well. So... I think there's a lot of cool things happening this with this, with this campaign, and you know, of course, if you don't want all of them, you don't have to back all of them. You can back each of them a la carte if you'd like, but you can also get a discount if you back all four of them at a time. You know, each of them also comes with some sort of deluxe component version. So whether that's you know better little meeples or dino meeples for Chomp, or you've got all kinds of, you got a Kraken for sale and, and all kinds of things. You know, board game tables uh, slash all play is notorious for kind of upgrading their game. So definitely you're going to want to check those out because I feel like those are usually the Kickstarter exclusive perks there. Um, but anyways, you know, if you're looking for some solid filler games, Right, you know, these are all filler games, but if you're looking for some solid filler games with some diverse themes and diverse mechanics to play with folks from all different backgrounds and all experience levels, then might I suggest this awesome campaign from All Play. And if any of those games sound good, even if just one of them sounds good to you, you should make sure to check out this one. Like I mentioned before, the campaign ends on Thursday, March 2nd. So make sure you hop on this one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And the last one we're going to be talking about is Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig, which ends uh, right before our next episode airs on March 7th on Kickstarter. Did we save the best for last? Uh, you know, I'll let you be the judge of that. But uh, the Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig is a flip and write game in that sort of Mad King Ludwig universe that Bayesia Games has sort of become known for at this point. Uh, as far as weight goes... My guess it's likely going to be a little bit less thinky than the original game, but uh, it does seem to bring in some new challenges with sort of the mechanical changes uh, to the game that I'm 
I'm definitely interested in. So the main core of the game seems like it remains similar, right? You're going to be building this castle, the weirdest castle, to score the most points for Mad King Ludwig. Uh, the execution, though, is totally different, which I am here for. I'm totally here for that. You're going to be drafting and playing these rooms to draw into your castle each turn, and you're going to be vying for, you know, to complete these objectives from the Mad King himself, right? Uh, as you place rooms in your castle, you're going to unlock crazy combos, uh, which is always my favorite part of a roll and right? I love that sort of mechanic. I loved it in Three Sisters. I loved it in Fleet the Dice game. So uh, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it here. And I think that's what, you know, finding those combo, 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 awesome, you know, exciting moves on your turn uh, is always just like, you know, it just tickles my brain in, in the exact right way. So weirdly enough, I would say the thing that got me most excited about this campaign is actually the translucent drawing pads. Uh, there's also multiple colored pencils and uh, a pencil sharpener included in the game. Uh, I think they did a really good job with the components, both in the standard version and in the deluxe version, obviously, um, to make sure that this felt like just not not just like another roll and write, which I think that space has been pretty saturated lately in the last few years. So it is cool to kind of see some innovation in that space, you know, some uh, like Twilight Inscription included, you know, different types of pens, right? You know, this one is using different types of paper. And I think that's really cool. Just kind of using that sort of vellum it feels kind of architectural as well, which is cool, uh, but also feels a little bit more premium and uh, unique to the game, which I think is cool. So uh, I think in general, if you love the original, Right, if you if you really like Castles of Mad King Ludwig, or even Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which is personally my favorite, um, if but you want something a little bit more streamlined, with some awesome with some awesome you know production to boot, then might I suggest the Blueprints of Mad King Ludwig? And like I mentioned before, the campaign itself ends on Tuesday, March seventh. So you probably got enough time to ask Mad King Ludwig himself whether this one is right for you. Anyways, that does it for today's episode of Crowd Sorcery. If there's any games that I missed that you're interested in, feel free to drop me a note in the comments. Or, you know, if there are any games that I talked about that you're super stoked on, drop that in the comments as well. As always, make sure that you subscribe to this channel. And if you like what I'm doing, feel free to check out my channel called Might I Suggest a Game. It's a channel devoted to helping you find your perfect board game. And, you know, if you've already subscribed to both channels, then good on ya. You are a really great human being. I'm very, very sure of that. But uh, if you've already subbed to both of those, feel free to check out the rest of these videos, some of the latest videos on this channel, and dig a little bit deeper into some of the new games that we were talking about. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Once again, I'm Alex, your board game sommelier, signing off.